Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Previously on Truth and Justice. May 10th, 1993 at 4.05 p.m. Detective Mike Allen picked up on line one and talked with what sounded like an older white female who stated she had overheard that a Dominic and a Damien had killed the three little boys and that LG, last name unknown, took and laundered their clothing. Caller stated that Damien had body parts in a box from the children. The caller stated she didn't want to give her name and that she heard that LG's mother was going to lie about LG's whereabouts. Signed, Mike Allen. Last week, we ended the episode after reading the anonymous tip that was called in to the West Memphis Police Department implicating Damien Eccles and his girlfriend, Dominique Teer, in the murders of Stevie, Christopher, and Michael. The caller also stated that an LG, last name unknown, laundered their clothes for them after the murders and that his mother was going to lie about his whereabouts. The anonymous call came into the West Memphis Police Department on May 10th at 4.05 p.m. Now let's begin today's episode by breaking down the tip to see if we can profile who the tipster might be. Detective Allen said that the caller sounded like a, quote, older white female. I think that we can certainly decipher from this that the caller was indeed female. Older and white, on the other hand, are debatable. There are just too many variables in people's speech patterns and different dialects to really know concretely if the caller was indeed older or if the caller was in fact white. The caller says that she, quote, had overheard that a Dominic and a Damien killed the three little boys. Now remember, this is Detective Allen writing the note. That's important because he writes, quote, a Dominic and a Damien. Keep in mind that Mike Allen was not part of the Eccles investigation at this point. That was Jones, Sudbury, Griffin, Durham, and Ridge. In fact, about the time that this call came in, four of those officers were actually with Damien Eccles. The point here is that by my interpretation, the caller likely stated Dominic and Damien killed those three little boys. Mike Allen doesn't know who Dominic or Damien are, so he writes, quote, A Dominic and A Damien. I think this is an indicator that the caller knows who Dominic and Damien are, and given the fact that Dominic's name was listed first, probably knows her better. While Dominic's name is listed first, the quote, 
box of body parts bit is only associated with Damien. It also appears from other interviews that we're going to get into later that Damien's girlfriend was known to her friends as Domini. However, her family refers to her as Dominic. The caller states that she, quote, overheard that the two killed the boys. She didn't overhear that someone saw them in the area. She didn't overhear that Damien or Domini said something. She has no specifics whatsoever. She just overheard that they killed the boys. So the caller appears to be close to someone, close enough to overhear, someone who was saying that Domini and Damien killed the kids, and also that Damien had a box of the boys' body parts, which, spoiler alert, he did not. This caller doesn't appear to have any evidence. Rather, she seems to have overheard someone spreading rumors. There is no substance in her tip to back up the claims. So right away, we have to question whether this tip has any merit whatsoever. Essentially, the caller is repeating a rumor back to the police. Next, the caller states, quote, LG, last name unknown, took and laundered their clothing. Straight away, I think that we can rule out anyone in LG's family. Any family member would, of course, know that his last name is Hollingsworth. And lastly, the caller states that she heard LG's mother is going to lie about his whereabouts. So going back to the fact versus rumor balance, how could anyone possibly know what LG's mother was going to do? So here's my profile of our anonymous tipster. The caller was a female busybody that knows Damien Eccles by reputation, but not personally. She has access to someone in Domini Tear's family. She overheard a non-immediate family member of Domini spreading rumors about who they thought killed the boys. The person that she overheard has some connection to LG Hollingsworth and doesn't exactly hold him in high regard. Our caller overheard this discussion, which means that there were at least two people talking. The caller only gave first names and specifically said that she doesn't know LG's last name. That would indicate that both parties in the conversation that she overheard know each other and know LG Hollingsworth well enough to speak about him on a first name basis. The day before this, Damien, Domini, and Jason Baldwin were all questioned by police in Jason's front yard, out in the open for everyone to see is a great place for rumors to start. There are a few reasons that I just took you through that exercise. Number one, for those of you that are new here, I want you to have an idea of the process that I go through in evaluating any and all statements and interviews. That's exactly why this is such a slow process. If you're going to find new information in a cold case like this, it's not going to jump out and slap you across the face. As I've always said, the devil always lies in the details. In the case of this tip, a broad look leads many to believe that someone called in a credible tip implicating LG, Domini, and Damien in the murders. But when we take the time to break it down, we discover that this tip is really nothing more than the repeating of a rumor. There's no substance to it whatsoever. 
two people who know LG and are likely family to Domini were sitting around talking about who they think killed the boys, and this lady overheard the conversation and called the police. And that's all it was. If I had to venture a guess, I would say that the source of these rumors likely began in the Lakeshore trailer park. And adding to that, I believe that I have a pretty good theory about who the caller overheard gossiping. I believe that the source of the rumors that led to this tip was none other than Domini Tear's aunt, Narlene Hollingsworth. In order to explain how I came to this conclusion, let's jump onto the Truth and Justice time machine and back up from Monday, May 10th to Sunday, May the 9th. On May 9th at 4.15 p.m., a woman named Narlene Hollingsworth called the West Memphis Police Department with a tip. Now, you may remember Narlene. We've discussed her sighting of the three boys on bikes in previous episodes. Narlene lives in the Lakeshore Trailer Park, the same trailer park where Jason Baldwin lives. On the afternoon of May 9th, West Memphis police officers Shane Griffin and Bill Durham were interviewing Jason, Damian Eccles, and Dominie Tear in Jason's front yard. Shane Griffin's report states that he interviewed Damien at 3.40 p.m. and 5 p.m. on that Sunday. And Narlene Hollingsworth called in the following tip right between those two interviews at 4.15 p.m. Narlene Hollingsworth called and stated that she saw the boys on their bikes by Weaver at 4.45 p.m. on Wednesday, going away from their home. Also, she saw Dominique and Damien Wednesday at 9.40 p.m. walking from Blue Beacon towards Lakeshore Estates. They looked dirty. L.G. Hollingsworth, age 17, was at the laundromat at 9.30 p.m. According to Mrs. Hollingsworth, her nephew, L.G., made the statement on Thursday that he knew about what happened before anyone else. L.G. has 666 on the side of his boots. L.G. resides at 714 Macaulay Circle with his parents, L.G. and Linda. He works at Big Star West. Damien is mean and evil, according to Mrs. Hollingsworth. In this first tip called in by Narlene, she states that she saw Domini, her niece, and Damien walking down the service road just west of the crime scene on the night of the murders. She says that she saw them at 9.40 p.m. and that her nephew, L.G. Hollingsworth, was at the laundromat at 9.30. And now, all of a sudden, Damien being called in for questioning the next day makes a little more sense. While he was originally targeted simply due to his perceived interest in the occult, now the police have an actual, seemingly credible lead that implicates him. Interestingly enough, in Damien's May 10th interview, which was the next day, Detective Ridge never asked him about walking down the service road with Domini on the night of the murders. He also begins his report stating that Damien wasn't a suspect at this point. And all of this occurred after Narling Hollingsworth calls in the tip saying he was walking near the crime scene on the night of the murders looking dirty. Narlene's tip also begins to give us some insight into the anonymous tip called in the next day. 
the tip that we discussed at the beginning of this episode. Hollingsworth's tip contains almost all of the elements included in the anonymous call. She implicates both Damien and Domini, who she refers to as Dominique, and also mentions her nephew LG going to a laundromat. The only thing missing from Narlene's tip that was included in the anonymous call was the quote, box full of body parts. And we'll get to the source of that information right after the break. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Honey. You'd never turn down free money, right? Well, if you shop online without the best coupons, you're already paying too much. Fortunately, there's a free browser extension called Honey that automatically finds the best coupons on the web, so you always get the best prices on everything online. It only takes two clicks to add Honey to any browser for absolutely free. And then all you have to do is just shop like you normally do. Honey scans and tests millions of coupons in the background while you're searching. They do all the work. Then at checkout, Honey will automatically apply the best coupon to get you the biggest discount. Over 7 million people use Honey every single day. And together, they've literally saved millions of dollars. And when Honey's got your back, you'll never overpay for anything ever again. So I've just recently discovered Honey, and it is just about the coolest thing I've ever come across. It literally is just that simple. It's two clicks, and Honey is installed onto your browser. And just yesterday, I had to buy some jeans for my kids. I went to American Eagle's website, and I kind of forgot all about Honey. And then when I went to checkout, a screen popped up and said, we have a 25% off coupon. Do you want to use it? All you do is click yes, and boom, I saved $37 without doing anything. This is something all of you need to try, and it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. So there's no reason not to add Honey to your browser today. It's free, and it literally just takes seconds to install, and it'll save you tons of money. Add Honey to your browser for free right now at joinhoney.com slash truth. That's joinhoney, H-O-N-E-Y dot com slash truth. And start saving with no effort at all right now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On May 10th, Damian Eccles went into the West Memphis Police Department to interview with Brian Ridge. We went over the events of that day in last week's episode in detail. To summarize, Damien interviewed with Ridge and Sudbury, gave biological samples, and failed a polygraph administered by Bill Durham. After the polygraph, Durham and Griffin proceeded to interrogate Eccles. For reference, we have notes from Durham, Sudbury, and Ridge. But unfortunately, there are no recordings of any of these interviews. 
On the same day, while Damien was at the police station, our anonymous caller called in the tip regarding Damien, Dominie, and LG Hollingsworth. That call came into the police station at 4.05 p.m. 15 minutes later, at 4.20 p.m., Detective Dabbs and Hester turn on their tape recorder to record an interview with Narlene Hollingsworth at her home in the Lakeshore Trailer Park. I've decided to play the actual recording of the interview, even though the sound quality isn't the best, rather than read it to you. The reason for that is that it really takes on a completely different meaning when you hear it firsthand as opposed to reading it. You may want to get a pen and paper handy, because here is the interview with Narling Hollingsworth, recorded on May 10th, 1993. This is Detective Dabbs and Sergeant Diane Hester, uh, excuse me, Lieutenant Hester. This is Monday, 5th month, 10th day, 420. We're talking to Narling Hollingsworth at 203 Sycamore, telephone number 7350827 in reference to information she is giving us on what she saw on a uh, Damien subject and a L.G. Hollingsworth. Well, I just start with Monday or uh, last Wednesday when you said that you picked up LG. Just start from when you picked him up and go from there. Okay, L- LG. I was supposed to pick LG Hollingsworth up at home. Which is Wednesday morning. Okay, but and then he come to my home about nine, and we left from there looking for him and have a job. That in the morning. Right. Okay. So then we found a job and we went back home. And he said he had to be home by four o'clock. So I either kept on around and run around my house and go home. So I said, okay. So it was 20 after, 20 after 5 on the 20 after 4. Yeah, it was 20 after 4 and when we left mine, I took him straight to McCollins where he lived. Alright, he, we just drove by that address and it was 714 Macaulay Circle. Okay, correct. 714 Macaulay Circle. Okay, then I left him. And the street I took led me straight down to Weaver School. And that was, uh, going Macaulay Circle. Back to Holiday Drive. Right. Then back south on Wilson right. to East Bar- to uh, East Bart, uh-huh. which you took a right and you went back west on Bart. Right. And that's when I seen the little three little boys on the bicycle. Right. Describe these boys you saw. Where, where were they at when you saw them? Okay. They were just before you get to Weaver School, and then they were going so fast on that bicycle. And then they come out, one of them come out in front of me, and I hollered at him and told him that he needed to get out of the street. You know, he would get run over. And grab these boys that you Okay. There was uh, two smaller boys and a little, and a heavy set boy, a little heavier than the rest of them. And the little heavy set one was a little bit darker hair than the rest of them. If I'm not mistaken, the little heavy set boy had on a pair of green shorts with some black kids, with uh, black and white tennis shoes on. But I can't, I think they all three were in shorts. But I'm not really sure about the other two because I got a good look at the little dark kitty boy. That's the one I really can describe better than all that. Okay. Were they all three on bikes? They were all three on bicycles. Yes, they were. And nice bicycles. What did the bicycles look like? 
Well, one had looked like some black in it, and I believe one of them had some light green in it, if I'm not mistaken. But they all three of those boys were together, the two in the front and one in the back, one behind the And they were flying on the mountain. And I told them, the boys, I said, you aren't to go home. And that little boy said, no, we're going to play for a little while. So they were, they were headed, oh, what is this, right down, what now? No, it's this part. Down Barton, they were headed away from their home. And because I know they live back the other way, because Sheila, a lady lives in the park, told me that they did live back the other way when I spoke to her. So they were going away from their home. I never saw them little boys again. But I did see, I did see, uh, something later on Wednesday night. That okay, really then did you me. go home? Did I go straight home? After yes, this? I, yes, I did. Yes, okay. I did. I went straight to my house and cooked and did what I always do when I have to come, when I go home that time in. Okay. What happened was, Dixie Hollingsworth had asked me to pick her up at where she worked at a laundromat. She said, will you pick me up? I'll get off at 10. I said, yes, I will. And where's that laundromat located? That laundromat is right there on in. Okay. Okay. You know, so is that I, the one next to the flash market? Yes, it is. It's right there. Okay. Okay. I, I got ready to go. And... My husband went with me, and my children went too. And on our way, coming down like you're going to go to Lug, I saw Dominique and Daniel coming down the street. What time was this? This was exactly 20 minutes till 10. Exactly. Because we had to watch and we know it was the time. Okay, they, they had dark clothing on, and they were not clean. You said one time that they were muddy all over? Well, they did have dirt on them. Yes, they did. They did have lots of dirt on them. Now, Which way were they walking? They was, uh, they was coming back, uh, toward Lake Shore this way. Okay, they were headed back, uh, west. Oh. As you were going east on the right. south service road, they were walking back west. And you said they were by a yellow marker on the road? There was a yellow, uh, sign thing up in the, some stick standing up. And then they, they was just before they got to them. Where they were. Okay, as we were driving back, she pointed the stick out to us. And it's right there on the off ramp. For 7th Street, as you go east down the interstate, the off-ramp onto the south service road is where the yellow stick and marker was. And they would have been on the south side. And they were on the south side of the south service road heading west against the traffic. Okay. Who all was with you when you saw the... Um, Tabitha Hollingsworth, Ricky Hollingsworth, and, uh... I believe Mary Hollingsworth and Louis Hollingsworth was in the car. I think all of us was in that car together that night. Are those all your children? They yes, sure is, my whole family. Your husband and your children? Right. Okay. And Did I, you, didn't you say that you also uh, saw, had your, were you driving? Um, yeah. And you, you say you turned your bright lights on when you saw them on, so you could definitely so see them? I could get a good look at them and see who they were. Yes, I did. And I'm the best Dominique and Dave look like that. Because of, no, don't look like it is. And I've got a close look and I said, it sure is. All right, these people are known to you. Is that correct? Ma'am? These people are known to you, Dominique and Damien? Yes, ma'am. I see them all the time. How long have you known them? Well, I don't really know Damien. Because I don't go around because all the bad things I hear about them. So therefore, I don't want to really go around and hide and Dominique, I've known Dominique all her life. I used to her on my hip when she was six months old, baby. You, uh, she lives behind your trailer there? Yes, she does. At this time? Right. Okay. She lives in my sister's trailer, Pamela Hollinson. Okay. 
What did you do then after you saw them? Well, I was upset about it, them being out that late and around that area, but, you know, I was wondering what they were doing out that time of night. But my husband told me to quit worrying about it, that they're out all the time. He said he sees them all the time. So he told me to quit worrying about it. So then when I talked to Dixie Hollingsworth, I got to the laundromat. She said LG Hollingsworth had just left them there in some car. And I said, huh, that's funny. She said, it is. I said, yeah, me, it is. And she never did say why, and I never did say why I thought it was funny, but I thought it was Bobby. He just left there. They were coming down the street. So then when I talked to Dixie about it, I told Dixie what I had seen, and she said, yeah, that is kind of odd. I said, yeah, it is. I said, Dixie, that's those little children, and later on I found that they were dead. I said, Dixie, that's awful odd. They were at that time like those little kids were dead, don't you think? She said, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I said, let me ask you something, Dixie. She said, you know Damien better than me. Do you think that he's capable of, of anything like that? And she said, yes, I do. She said, because he's, he's in with the devil and he knew. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Okay, so the next day, okay. what time the next day did you find out? It was, it was late. Well, when I come down, I come back over this area again, Thursday, because okay. I promised LG. That I would take him to work because he didn't have no way but me. Okay, when I come back down the street, I seen a white car that belonged to, uh, I guess, a policeman or undercover car. You know, and there were two others out there, too. And there was a crowd of people gathered around. And I said, huh, that's something you should be talking about right here in the corner. Right back down here. Corner of Barton, 14. And I said, oh, something bad happened. I just know it. And, uh, LG was in the car. About what time of day was that? Oh, let's see. It was, uh, well, he had did what by Canada? Ten o'clock in the morning. Right. Okay. So they were all gathered up there, and I didn't know what was going on. I had no one, you know. Somebody's eating. Okay. So anyway, I went on down, and they were getting this round, saying looking back, and said, yeah, 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 get me on the work. So anyway, I, I went on and got him on the work. So then later on that day, he got off the work early. But, time? Uh, I know he come to my house about 2.30 or 4.00 or 3.00. Okay. And I thought he'd be working later on that, but he didn't want to eat. But anyway, my kids started home, that's his kids. You know? Oh, I know that's okay. So this was after school sometime? Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely after school because my kids had already made it home. Right. Okay, and the kids said, and later on that night, he came over in a yellow yeah. car with a box in them. Now, what was in the box? I don't know. The kids said the box was about 50, something like this. And so they didn't know what it could be. But he said, don't look at it, don't touch it, don't step on it. Uh, but she, she showed... Uh, What's his name? She showed about the size of a shoebox, the width of a shoebox. Well, no, I think it's a little wider than a shoebox. Okay, wider than a shoebox. Oh, okay. okay. 
And the kids were in the car with LG? No, they were out there around. Okay. Well, right there at the Okay. And what did your children tell you about the fox? Like you getting off the interstate there? Right there. They were walking back with it. She's driving. She's going to Ingram Street. No, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Fox was Yeah, 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 yeah
kids that didn't want to go. And what day was that on? That was Thursday evening, real late Thursday. Late, because in fact, two kids had done, had already got out on you. And uh, in court Friday, he said he had to get rid of that car and get it back to the person that owned it. Finally, the person walked in the courtroom and got He said, I'm getting my car. Uh, what did he look like? He was short and heavy and dark hair. Oh, no. And that's Jason Baldwin. That guy like he was living in town. He's short. He was kind of short. Yes, he was. About what age was he? Oh, he looked like he might have been around 45, 50 years old. 4550. Okay, alright. I think the okay. getting that now. Alright, fine. Alright, uh. Okay. It's, uh, 436. And we're stopping to take this time. If you were listening closely, you probably ended that interview just a little bit confused. I know that I did. It takes a keen ear and several listens to really break down the dates and times that Narlene is talking about. And we'll get into all of your questions and my own comments about this interview in next week's Friday follow-up. The day after this interview was recorded, which is also the day after the anonymous tip came in, L.G. Hollingsworth was brought into the police department for questioning. And on that day, May 11th, he submitted to a polygraph test. From there, the Hollingsworths sort of drop off the radar for 10 days. That is, until May 20th, when things with the Hollingsworth clan start to get really interesting. Next week on Truth and Justice. Truth and Justice is a production of NBI Studios. Mike Bussing is our executive producer, and Shane Yoder is our sound engineer. All music for the show was created, composed, and scored by PutThemInASong.com, who also mixed and mastered this episode. I want to thank Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website. Thank you to our transcription team, Anna Dindorf, Sarah Mueller, Britta Bliss, and Stephanie McConnell. And a special thank you to Shane Yoder, who also designed and created our Season 5 logo. Make sure you keep in touch and send in your comments, questions, and theories about this episode for our Friday follow-ups to theories at truthandjusticepod.com, or you can comment on Facebook or leave us a message there, or you can ask your questions with the heading of episode 515 on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page. And of course, we'd love to hear your voices, so feel free to call us anytime, day or night at 269-224-2833. That's our voicemail line, and that number's live 24 hours a day, seven days a week. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.